Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now we're heading to a dairy farm in northern Hawke's Bay with Maggie Tweedy. She's joined by father and daughter Clark and Lana Crystal, who share a passion for dog trialling. After relentlessly pursuing the craft for 20-odd years, Clark's persistence with the sport finally rewarded him when he won both the National and South Island Sheepdog Trials zigzag hunt back in May. Here's Clark Crystal speaking about the family's farming history in the Tutera district. I think we had a 100-year anniversary or reunion type thing for when my grandfather first came here. So that was 2021. So obviously 1921 he came here. He'd sort of come up from Christchurch, I think, from what I recall. Went to the war, come home, and they managed to get a bit of money and, yeah, bought the farm, farmed it ever since sort of thing. Yeah, Barney was saying, telling me the other day his only farming experience was holidays at Terrawitty Station in Wellington, which is where his... Mother was born, she's from there, so yeah, it was part, a bit of a family tie-up with there, and then um, they lived in a tent, him and his brother, for quite a while. Yeah, built the house, it's still there now. Granddad's brother, Willie, went down to Christchurch, they'd raised some money to for the farm, he'd, I think, got on the piss on the way back and blew it all, <laughs> <laughs> and got sort of exiled to Australia, so yeah, it was the end of... Yeah, great-uncle Willie, I think, is part of the family enterprise. <laughs> He's out. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it always been a dairy farm? Uh, originally it was a dairy farm, then it went to sheep and beef. Mm-hmm. And then in 1981, I think, my dad converted it back to dairy. This was added on to the family farm. So a guy, Alan Hart, used to own this and milk juicy cows here, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You farm this property with your wife, Shan. How long have you been working together? I was 23 when I come back here, so yeah, 25 years or something. Did a bit of rearing kids and that for a few years and then um, managed to get rid of them. Got her in the shed again, so yeah. (laughs) Farming is not the only interest keeping the crystals busy. Dog trialling is also in the blood. You know, you often hear your name associated with just having good working dogs, and, and that's a real pride for people locally. Yeah, oh, look, it's a pride for me too. I've always, what I've always wanted as a kid growing up, to have good dogs, and, I mean, it's just a thing that I like doing, and, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their, got their interests, and it's when I come back dairy farming that I always said I wanted to keep keep the dogs and keep training them and keep competing and dog trialling, which sort of makes it a little bit harder from the dairy farm, doesn't Absolutely, it? yeah. yeah. How many sheep yeah. do you have? I, oh, I've got more dogs than sheep. Yeah. So the sheep are getting worked pretty hard, the few that yeah. you do have. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit used to what's happening, but um, yeah, you make it work, eh? How many hours a week would you spend training your dogs? Oh, it varies so much. Like, at the moment, haven't done a lot with young dogs and mm-hmm. sort of do it, just working them, but yeah, when I've got a dog I like and I'm training it, you know, probably 20 minutes a night, half an hour, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go down to my training paddock. Here's Clark Crystal's daughter, Lana, talking about her early interest of dog trialling and why she fell in love with the sport. I always used to go with Dad to dog trials when I was, like, 10. 
I remember going up to Gisborne like with dad just watching and everyone would be like why why would you come to this it's so boring but I just loved it I was so I loved watching dad's dogs and then yeah and then as soon as I got my own ones I just I just started trialing and I yeah loved it yeah but yeah. um no it's real good thing to fill in your Saturday like just meet heaps of people and yeah always beers after it's just real social which I love as well and what's it like in terms of the competition side? Are there many women that are competing against you or are you kind of a minority? There's a few. Like, there's definitely not that many, but, but yeah, there's getting more and more, especially over Taipei way. I feel like there's a lot more over there than over here. But, yeah, there's some real good ones too, like, that do just as well. Yeah. And are you competing in a women's class or an open class? Just open, just good. I'm glad it's that way. I hate it when they, they try and make it different so it's just everyone's the same I hate anything to do with like girls being different from the guys like, with shepherding and that too like everyone's the same like you don't you just gotta be the same I reckon yeah and you're about to celebrate your 21st birthday next yeah. weekend yeah it's actually a bit late too because it was meant to be in March but then the cyclone all the roads were obviously closed and couldn't get anyone up here so it's good to finally have it it will be yeah mm. yeah Tell me a little bit about what it was like coming from Taihapi and, and driving out to Tuteta that first time post-cyclone. What, what were your thoughts? Oh, it was... I hated it, eh? It made me so sad mm. driving, yeah, to what I've, you know, home for 21 years and then you come home and it's all in slips and mm. the road was scary. The whole road was pretty much gone and it was just, yeah, it was pretty scary, actually. But I couldn't come home for a couple of months, but... um it was pretty scary. And it still is, like, yeah. driving out here. It takes a hell of a lot longer to go around the Devil's Elbow, and that's yeah, already a pretty yeah. treacherous piece of road, isn't it? Yeah, like, coming home last night, like, what usually takes about 40 minutes, so it easily can take an hour. Do you think there's something about your upbringing that made you pursue a rural career? What do you think that was for you? Well, my mum does more here than my dad these days. When I wanted to go shepherding, it was n- never well, you're a girl, like, there was never any of that, like, it was just, just not treated any different, probably, because you're a girl, but, yeah, as I said, mum is, like, pretty hands-on, and she always has been. Lana works as a shepherd out of Taihape on a station called Kali Lanco. The property looks out at Mount Ruapehu and the Rangatiki River. She tells me it's been a cold winter. Well, we've had four dumps of snow this year. <laughs> In about three weeks, it was a bit of a shock. My first winter, it was all good, but yeah, this winter's been cold. It's finally starting to get warmer, which is good. Have you had any chance to go skiing or have you been spending most of your weekends dog trialling? Yeah, I wanted to go skiing. It's something I've always wanted to do, but yeah, no, I haven't really got around to it. Um, Yeah, been busy with these pups, actually. Your family's got quite a reputation for the puppies that that do come out of, of this property, and I imagine that there are... Quite a few people would put their hands up when the crystals... we have a bitch in pup, should yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah. Like, I had two left over to sell and I just put up the breeding and they went pretty quickly. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Dad's dog, Hendrix, which was his best dog, all my dogs go back to that, so it's all in there. All in their breeding and that. But, yeah, yeah, they're not hard to get rid of, really, yeah. So do you reckon you'll sell all 14? I actually... I'm so bad at selling dogs. I ended up giving away... 11 of them, <laughs> and I sold the last three, so they've been pretty expensive to rear, so I might get my money back with the three that I've sold, but probably not. <laughs> but you're not motivated by money, clearly. No, no, definitely not. I've enjoyed it so much. Everyone says how much of a hassle 
having pups is, but I just loved it. It was so cool. What's the key to making sure that they all survive in the thick of spring? A heat lamp is magical. Okay. Like, I reckon that's what would have kept them all right. Oh, having 14, like, she could only feed 10 at a time. And she, so she'd have a big pile of them and she'd swap them around, like, which ones needed feeding. She's really, she's really smart. And just what helped was her being such a good mother. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And tell me about Hendrix. He was probably when Dad started doing the best, like, got into five runoffs with him and he got second in a New Zealand twice with him, but didn't win it. But he died when he was six to a um, twisted gut, which was real gutting. But he had about 50 bitches come to him over his time. Like, he was, you know... He left a big legacy. Yeah, yeah. And all our dogs now, they all somehow go back to him. Was he a heading dog? Hunt away. Hunt away. Yeah, so... Like, my Belle, she's a granddaughter to him, which means this is a great granddaughter to him. Yeah, yeah, at your feet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lana Crystal was wrapped when her dad won both the National and South Island Sheepdog Trial zigzag hunt this year, an extraordinary result he'd been working toward for years. Well, like, he is the most competitive person, and he's he's been in 13 runoffs before that one, so... And he'd never won, so he was getting pretty, pretty disheartened. Like he'd come home from a champs just like gutted because that's all he is ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing was that like, because I qualified my two dogs, so I was down at the champs with him. Never forget it. Like it was the coolest thing. He was one of the last runs of the whole champs, so we were so happy. Then we had to have the runoff and then wait all day for the results, and it was the scariest. Like, I actually felt sick all day. It was so hard, but it was the most amazing feeling when he got it. What's special about this dog that he's got now, Jude? He's always loved Jude. She's actually, a, yeah, she's a granddaughter to that Hendrix mm. out of a dog he had now, which he did um, well with. It's funny because Dad's very big on manners and that with his dogs, but Stu just does what she wants. She's a bit precious to him. After pursuing the craft for more than 20 years, it was about time he took out his first national championships title. A surprise to Clark following the challenging time the family faced post-cyclone pretty happy to result we had and favourite dog at the moment so yeah goes back to Hendrix sort of thing so I've competed with her since she's young she's a really good farm dog as well okay. it's probably more her big thing you know she does all my work at yeah and she's easy to work works with me sort of mm-hmm. bit of a mate is it kind of sometimes about luck on the day as well when you are sometimes you find your dog just isn't listening is a little bit pig-headed do you get a sixth sense or is there kind of like a feeling that today is the day how does each competition differ in that way and how do your dogs react oh look there's a massive amount of luck there's no doubt on that but the better you are the luckier you are too mm-hmm. maybe so everyone thinks today's the day don't they when they're competing or else they're not in it for the right reasons you, you always think you're going to win it I suppose I mean who doesn't you know, you wouldn't be doing it otherwise. But to be fair, after the cyclone, we went down and, yeah, we were, I just thought we were going down for the trip, really, to be honest. After I'd, I'd hardly done any trials and mm-hmm. all the work we'd been doing at home has been all fencing and tidying up work. It's not stock work and not really work to prep a dog mm-hmm. for competing, you know. Like, um, yeah, so may, maybe that was a good thing. Maybe it had the pressure off me and the dog and it yeah. just made it work. Clark Crystal has been the secretary of Tutera and Puterino District's Dog Trial Club for more than two decades. His uncle Pat held the position for 14 years and his grandfather was a founding member and helped set the club up. Yeah, I've been part of that for, yeah, 25 years now, I think. I've been secretary of it. Wow. Yeah, so sort of when I first came back to the area, got given the job and 
headed ever since, and I mean, it's yeah, you've sort of got to die to lose it. There's probably half a dozen active dog trialers. It brings the whole community to come along and help. I mean, that's a great thing about it, is that there's not a lot that goes on in a district anymore socially. The cyclone's a little bit different. That brought everyone together, but something like the Dog Trial Club, and it's a good way to catch up, meet people. And my kids, since birth, have been coming to the trial, eh? Like, they've been since just little tackers, weeks old or sort of few months old. They've all been down there. We haven't missed a trial, and, and I don't think Lana's missed a trial her whole life, you know? I've always taken the girls with me, judging. When I judge, they come and help, and mm. competing probably ever since they're little, you know. I'll take them out of school for the day. I don't let school get in the way of their education, so make sure I take them for a bit of a trip, you know. Always been good company and might have been sowing the seed a wee bit, you know. Got Lana competing and... Yeah, you sort of... Let's go. Now we're off to a special spot on the Crystals farm where generations of the family have trained their dogs. Um, we're just down in Dad's sheep paddock. He's only got, how many sheep there? About 10. So they're pretty used to getting trained. The calves make it kind of difficult. Yeah, That's you've right. got a whole yeah. lot of calves here that presumably have just split off because you're you're about to start feeding them? Yeah, they're just, they're on once a day now, so they come out into the paddock, but they take up the training paddock, which is a bit annoying, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes it a bit of a challenge with the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just training Belle a little bit because she's just come back from having her pup, so she's been off work for a while. What uh, role does the whistle play? Do some people not even use a whistle and just use commands? Well, you can either, yeah, whistle, use word commands. Some people whistle through their teeth, which I can't do, but... I don't use any other command. Oh, for Belle, I use She's got quiet sides as well, but that's it. Um, I only ever use my whistle, so it's a pretty important thing. Since Belle's a hunt away, she barks to get things moving, but she, she quite likes to work quietly like a heading dog, so I can get her to like run out quietly by just using her voice command. But if I use her whistle command, she'll bark. She's probably my best hunt away and my best heading dog. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.